Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello and welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Podcast. Liz Loza, Matt Harmon, John, it's not your name. It's not John. It's Sean Sully Sullivan. (laughs) (laughs) quarantine form who is subbing in for brad raider apparently um matt there's a lot going on globally tons but some good news at your house you adopted a dog and right now dog picks especially rescue ones are the content we definitely need. Tell us about the new addition. Yeah, her name is Peach. She's, uh, I would think she's about eight months to a year old. So she is a, she's a puppy. Oh, a puppy. She's a rescue. She came to, she came to the rescue from like a large shelter in Riverside, California with a broken leg and a broken shoulder. So she's had a lot of, a lot of work done on her. She's had a tough life, but she's doing really good. Uh, she's adjusted so far, like such a, like, the opposite of uh, when my dog Charlie, when I adopted him as a as a young guy, he was like wild and up in everything. This dog is not like that. <laughs> she's like pretty skittish, a little standoffish, but she's warmed up to us a lot, you know, just in a week. Uh, so it's been it's been a nice like change of pace to have that going on in the house while we're stuck here inside. I'm definitely thankful for that. Uh, so she's yeah, she's she's great. She's super, super cute. We have been thinking about a second dog for a while and uh, just saw this one on Instagram one time. I was like, yep, that's she the one. She called that is to you. One. Oh, yeah, that's, that's wonderful. That is a perfect issue. I, in the meantime, at the end of this quarantine, am going to end up either divorced or pregnant. So no need to report <laughs> anything from over here. <laughs> Um, and maybe both. Who knows? Um, uh, so anyway, we are having dance parties every night. I am cooking, which you all know is not my forte. But I am I am like it's like Matt. I don't know if you're going to you're going to get this reference as an elder millennial. Let me just warn sure. you. Sure. It feels like a little bit like the Oregon Trail up in here. Like I am a pioneer woman and I am elbowing ladies wearing gloves at the grocery store to get myself some beyond burgers so i can identify with those pioneer times it is definitely a survival of the fittest type situation like people i I, you know taking like the last item at a and i'm not like i am not that type of person like i'm not elbowing people out of the way liz you are so much more like no i'm not gonna do that though well i haven't taken anybody's last anything no 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 but i mean you're just much more like confident in yourself to be like, 
that's I'm gonna take I'm gonna just go ahead and go for this sort of thing. Me, I, I'm like I'll just I get like weirded out if I have to grab the last thing at the at the grocery store and like it's an it's an anxiety filled experience at this point. Uh, I was just saying like I might make my last run tonight before I don't know you get locked in here forever and I'm dreading it. I'll I'll admit that I'm I'm dreading that part of the activity. I have been making a lot of quarantinis like. Ex- <laughs> my lab, if you will, like the Beyond Burgers, everybody ate great. But then once the kids went to bed, I was able to experiment a little. We have a kumquat tree in our backyard. And so, yeah, I'm making some kumquat infused vodka, which I feel like could kill some germs too. Worst comes to worst. So yeah, that's a little project. Anyway, um, speaking of germs, this is not my smoothest segue. Sean Payton tested positive for the coronavirus. (laughs) Matt, anytime you want to jump in here. Okay, well, yeah, he he did. Uh, I think Adam Schefter was the first one to report this. And, you know, I guess he had been, he was at some sort of event. He was at uh, Oaklawn. This is per Yahoo's own Charles Robinson. He was at Oaklawn, Oaklawn Park, which I believe is a horse racing track in Arkansas for a horse racing event after the NFL cut off all the flights for draft prospects mm-hmm. and started, you know, issuing these advisories for teams about protecting themselves from the spread of COVID-19. Right. So he so he said he wasn't feeling well the past the, this past Sunday, took the test Monday, received it must be nice, by the way, to get the test that quick, that quick, by the way, received the results Thursday. And so, yeah, he's home. He's resting. He sent out a little selfie on his on his Twitter and said, appreciate the well wishes. I'm feeling better and fortunate to not have any of the respiratory sy- symptoms. And he's going to be at home four more days. So he's the first known person in the NFL four? universe. In the, yeah, four was what he said on his uh, on his Twitter page. So, I mean, he's the first known person in the NFL universe. And of course, known is the key word there to test positive. And I mean, it's just a reminder of where we're, I feel like we're more at the beginning or middle beginning than at the end of this by by far. Oh, yeah. This is still the first act. Very much so. And it's been interesting because I will say from a personal perspective, you know, I have been very grateful to work in the NFL, you know, that that this is the sport that I get to cover because the influx of free agency news, I've found a wonderful distraction. It's been calming to the mind, frankly, to see the pandemonium of a free-flowing business making transactions in in juxtaposed to like a, a global mania, you know? And so it's been nice to see something working, like something to report on. And so now to see that part of the NFL world has been touched by it Directly, not just indirectly with like, you know, questions about the draft up in the air and obviously for draft prospects and agent Nicole Lynn has done a wonderful job as well as Jim Nagy about talking about this on Twitter, how these draft prospects with pro days being canceled are going to be affected. You know, the guys who would normally go on like the third day may not go. It means all the more for players who had stellar junior slash senior campaigns, 2019 campaigns, and who really balled out at the combine because, you know, there's there's just not a lot to work from. There's just tape. There's not going to be as many in-person interviews. And, I, you know, Matt, I also thought about the fact that you, the point you made about Cam Newton having trouble finding his next team on last the last podcast we did earlier in the week because of the travel restrictions. And now that is seeming more and more like a reality, though it is worth 
stating that as of right now, as of this morning, we're recording on Thursday morning, teams do still have NFL teams, do still have staffers coming into the facilities to keep working. So, But the one I did see, actually, since we're talking about Cam Newton, I can't recall exactly who it was. And I can try to look it up real quick to credit them. But it was a local Charlotte beat writer. And she had said that at this point, Cam Newton is really struggling. They're struggling to the Panthers and Cam Newton's team are really struggling to find an actual trade partner for Newton. And it's very likely that he uh, the, the beat writer, by the way, is, is Sheena Quick, Sheena underscore Marie three. She said, per source, Cam Newton release is imminent and the 2015 MVP will have to wait until after the draft to find his new home. And this is because they're really struggling to find that trade partner. And I think, look, it's People obviously are very scared off of of Cam Newton's medicals. That's first and foremost here. And I think a part of it is, look, they can't like it's not as easy as it would have been in a normal situation to fly him in, put him through a workout, the whole like nine yards that everything is so up in the air with him right now. And it's just unbelievable to think that a guy in Cam Newton who was is a great player when he's right is a former league MVP. And as I've said on the podcast many times as soon as 2018 was having his most efficient season ever is going to have to wait till after the draft to find a job. I mean, there's just not a lot of seats right now. If the chargers are for real going forward with Tyrod, it's pretty much just new England. That's like looking for a clear starting quarterback. And it also brings me back to when we've been talking about Dwayne Haskins recently, I wonder if because of the familiarity there, we don't see Newton end up in Washington as a bridge guy to eventually get Haskins ready because Rivera is still super fond of Cam Newton. Cam Newton's probably still super fond of Ron Rivera. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the team he ends up going to simply because of the familiarity there. Right, and no test drive necessary, which yeah. is the point that you were, were making about. Also, the fact that, and this does move very nicely into our next point, Chicago traded for Nick Foles instead of making a move for Cam Newton emphasizes what you're trying to say. This uh, in-person check mark is very necessary as well as the connective tissue if that's not going to be in place for a player you're going to bring on. We talked on the last show about Bill Lazor and Matt Nagy and John Filippo, obviously having familiarity with Nick Foles. And so having that person come in to do a test drive, if you will, wasn't as necessary. Nick Foles is now a quarterback for the Chicago Bears. The question obviously remains number one. I still don't really understand how that money came out. <laughs> but, but there's just a lot of money that Jacksonville ate or will eat or the Bears are eating. I don't know. It, it does not financially look very sound, particularly for Jacksonville, but also for the Bears. That being said, you know, I had a lot of people on my Instagram and Twitter saying like, well, is there a quarterback competition? Who starts week one? I also know that I am much more optimistic about this move. And I had been optimistic about it, you know, and wanted it to happen if there needed something to happen. If we were like, I don't want Andy Dalton. I'd much prefer Nick Foles, as I said, weeks ago because of the familiarity. And while I'm not... I. I'm not delusional. <laughs> I do understand that it's not great. It's evidence of how bad things have been under center for the franchise since, I don't know, Sid Luckman, Jim McMahon. Like, I, it, this is not a franchise with a history of having great quarterbacks under center. Rex freaking Grossman made his way to the Super Bowl for us. But, <laughs> you know, so like the bar is low here. But, yeah. you know, Adam Rank 
said something similar. We need a veteran presence. And I am not 100% sure that Nick Foles is being brought in because the coaching staff believes that he is the quarterback of right now. I do think there is a very likely scenario where, like, maybe he starts week one or two and probably gets hurt, blown up by that line. That's no good, right? And then... Mitch Trubisky has had an entire offseason to work with Nick Foles. We know that he is like a motivational mentoring presence. He will then take his, you know, place on the sidelines and, and, and coach up Mitchell Trubisky. And I think this is like the best. Matt Nagy, obviously coming from Kansas City, understands the quote Alex Smith model. Now, you know, Nick Foles is by no means Alex Smith. And God, do I know that Mitch Trubisky is by no means Patrick Mahomes. But that I do point think, has been made a few times. Right. <laughs> but I do think that there is at least an attempt at parallel here. Yeah. So I think there's a lot to actually go off on this positive and negative. Like the funny thing you bring up about the money side of this is like, and back to our previous subject about, you know, COVID-19, everything like that. None of this stuff is official yet. Because, like, people have to go yeah. through physicals. Like, most of these moves aren't even real. So it's like almost like we're living in this alternate reality of all of these deals where nothing's really official. Like, teams can't even, by NFL policy, can't even announce them yet. We've seen, like, the Rams get really creative, I think, with the A'shaun Robinson oh, yeah. announcement <laughs> the where they insider. FaceTimed in a, a, yeah, a reliable source or whatever, and it was him. Like, that's what they're having to do. And it's like some other teams are saying, like, I think the Cardinals put out, like, we can't really confirm this, but people are saying that we traded for DeAndre Hopkins. So it's this fun, like kind of alternate reality. So that's one thing, like the finances and stuff, we don't have, like, I'll, almost don't even see how it all comes together yet. Cause again, none of this is like real. However, on the financial side of it, let's just never forget that the Jaguars paid Nick Foles $88 million over four years, just because they wanted to establish him in the locker room. Like, let's never lose that fact of that's like the funniest thing that any team has ever done. But, now, I but mean, yes, hold on, Matt. Yes, you're right. And I'll be the first to laugh at the Jags over what they did. But this was also an overcorrection from having lost the locker room over a steadfast and odd allegiance to Blake Bortles. Maybe you're, you're right. Like, not, they were on the right track there. Like, you got to come back from that. It was just a strange little overcorrection. But Funny you bring up Blake Bortles because if we want to spin this positively <laughs> for fantasy and everybody else, like my guy Allen Robinson, Nick Foles is like the best quarterback he's had in his career by like a, a hundredfold. You know, like if Nick Foles, Foles is start is 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 starting games for the Chicago Bears, I, well done. That was not bad, Liz. Like <laughs> that is such a great outcome for guys like. Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, you know, these players that we care about in the offense, Tariq Cohen, you know, even the running game maybe looks a little bit better. And of course, the the ghost of Jimmy Graham that they gave $16 million for whatever reason, like he'll be out there too. So anyways, there's a lot to like about the Foles move, even if it wasn't my first choice for them or anyone's first choice or other people's, some people it was their first choice. Like, yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot to like about the familiarity part of it too. So there's there's good here in terms of their, the fantasy players that we care about in this offense. Like I said, this is easily Allen Robinson's best quarterback that he's ever played with by, by a lot. Yeah, Allen Robinson managed to catch 98 balls with Mitchell Trubisky under center. And I believe his catchable targets were 
like b- bottom 50 among wide receivers, you know, like a ridiculous yeah. 70% of his, of the targets thrown his way, or maybe, no, I'm sorry, 64% of the targets thrown his way were catchable. So imagine what he can do with Nick Foles and his contested catchability. So I, I love that as well for fantasy. Let's talk more, I guess, about Matt. Should we, should we go quickly to Tampa Bay and Tom Brady's weird standing for AB? Should talk about that for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very I mean, um, highly so, weird. Uh, so what I think is the most interesting about, so Tom Brady, much had been said about the fact that Antonio Brown was brought to the Patriots after the debacle in Oakland because of Tom Brady's wanting to work with him. They were working out together and he was, you know, befriending him, etc. And then we all kind of forgot that as we showed or it was buried in the quote, true Patriot way. Like, let's not talk about that anymore. And yeah. now it's resurfacing because the, Tom Brady supposedly, reportedly wants to play with Antonio Brown and there's a push to bring him to Tampa Bay. And also, there are other teams who have quietly said, oh, yeah, when we were talking to Yee and Brady, yep. Don Yee, his agent, and Brady, we always thought that was part of the deal. Like, we assumed if we brought Brady in, that meant having to bring A.B. in. But Bruce Arians, God love him. He is literally A.B. the reverse of A.B. is B.A., which is Bruce Arians. And he was in Pittsburgh with Antonio Brown. He's like, nah, we, I didn't like yeah. that. We ain't doing that. I'm old AF, so I don't need to play any of these games. I am here for it. I also would hate for that to happen from a fantasy perspective yes. because then Chris Godwin's potential that we talked about whatever two episodes ago is really sunk yeah also like no one's gonna sign brown until the investigation stuff is like all wrapped up which it is not by the way so like we're still not in the clear there in terms of all that so yeah no i mean that would have sucked from a fantasy angle that would have been terrible and agree like Bruce Arians doesn't want to be we, – we, when we talked about last podcast, like this is such a coup for Bruce Arians to get Tom Brady in here because it's like a veteran presence, someone he knows can come in here and do all the verbiage, all that stuff. He doesn't want to be bringing in Antonio Brown in along with it just to mess things up at a position of strength for the Buccaneers. But this also – I thought too about this whole Brady to Tampa Bay stuff, which again, one of these moves that's not technically official. The I think Schefter put out the other – like last night – Players are now like wanting to come to Tampa Bay. Like we can call it the LeBron James effect is what Schefter uh, asserted. I'm like, who, 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 like who's out there on the free agent market. That's like just dying to come to Tampa Bay. You, you want know, Robbie to, Anderson? Like, <laughs> right. Like what, who are these pass catchers out there? Like Brashad, well, maybe Brashad Perryman's like stamping his ticket back to Tampa Bay at this point, you know, but like, that's about it. Maybe one of these running backs that we're going to talk about, but still it's like, I, I guess also, LeBron James like recruited all these guys to Miami in the prime of his career. By the way, Brady's 43. You want to go down and play Tampa Bay for one year with Tom Brady, one year with Bruce Arians before they both get the hell out of there? I don't think so. No. Although, I mean, I bet Adam Humphreys is a little bit PO'd. Yeah, I did. I, I thought, <laughs> I'm thought so glad him. you brought that up. <laughs> I thought about that, too. I was like, Adam Humphreys is going to be like, Damn, I left one year too My early. Shot. <laughs> <laughs> My shot. So let's talk about those running backs because obviously that is still a position of need. RIP Rojo, um, or at least your fantasy value, not in real life. <laughs> a position of need for the Bucks. Now it seems that Todd Gurley could be on the market. The Rams have released him 
again, the money is the question mark. And I have no doubt that as we've seen with Nick Foles, these teams will figure out the money that always, I, I don't understand, you know, those computer guys that they have working for them, those computer kids making all the algorithms right so that the money works. But Gurley did just sign a four year, $60 million extension less than two years ago, like two years ago, this coming summer. And, you know, the, the Falcons have showed interest because they let Devonta Freeman go, which made sense, but they can't really afford him. I don't know who is going to be able to take on this sort of financial investment. And for a player who has obvious wear and tear, and some might argue, I think it's hyperbolic to do so, but it is an argument out there that the Rams could have perhaps been Super Bowl winners had Todd Gurley not deteriorated at the end of the season two years ago. This is just a, a tough reality of the running back market. Like they paid him all that money. They're paying him, not, the Rams are paying him $20 million to cut him essentially this year, just right. $20 million right. to go away. It's tough. Like I wrote a piece about this last off season. Like, I get why teams shouldn't want to pay running backs, right? Like, and I mean, there's no better proof of it than Todd Gurley and David Johnson. Like the latter has been released. The former is a punchline to, to pretty much like every, he's a, he's part of a punchline in this offseason. These guys were the best players in the NFL in 2016. Now they're just, like I said, a cast off and a joke. So I hope there is a second. I like I've I've gotten to hang out with Todd Gurley a couple times. He's a total gem, by the way. Like I hope there's a, a great second act of his career, and it's just tough right now to kind of find that landing spot. I think the advantage that he's at is that he's on the open market, so he's probably not going to. Well, let me rephrase that. He's definitely not going to get a big payday. But I think a team like Tampa Bay, I think a team like Atlanta, maybe even Miami. He's he's expressed apparently he's expressed interest in Atlanta and Miami. Tough times. Well, Atlanta like, makes sense because he could be the hometown hero, go back to Georgia. Right. That all makes a lot of sense. But it's tough times though when you're like, man, I would love to go to the Dolphins. Uh, that's kind of bad. But you know, split split that backfield with uh, Jordan Howard. But no, I mean, I think that it's just tough to know like where Todd Gurley's at physically. It's tough to even say whether he's a desirable asset at this point, which is again, really unfortunate because he's like 25 years old. Well, and I do think you're right that it's not about finding a job. It's about finding a job at the price that you would like to be paid for it. What do you think this does for the LA uh, offense? You know, like is, is it Daryl Henderson time? Is he, uh, is he just rocketing up our draft boards uh, at this point? I think Daryl Henderson is play, but also that coaching staff has drafted and the front office has drafted a rookie running back every single year. So I think there might be, I don't know if there's going to be a committee so much as more of a competition, make a 60-40 mm -hmm. split. The team obviously still likes Malcolm Brown, right? We talked about how they almost, they, they had an opportunity to let him go to Detroit, I believe it was, and match the mm -hmm. offer sheet that the, that the Lions put up for him. Um, and John Kelly is still kicking around that roster. I know nobody likes him, but <laughs> he's still there. And so it wouldn't surprise me to see this is a deep, a deep rookie class, particularly in wide receivers, but also in running backs, right? So it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me to see the Rams take a running back in this draft late, you know, maybe round three, round four, and see who works out. So I don't think we can answer that question until after the draft. Yeah, I think the, the Rams have just become one of the more desirable landing spots for a, a rookie running back because Henderson showed very small flashes, but really was never 
you know, relied Tested. upon or yeah, given, yeah. given much of a workload. So he's definitely a guy that I think could, he could be like this year's breakout Austin Eckler type guy, you know, an, a, a, like a smash pick in a great offense. Well, I don't a pretty good offense at this point. I don't know. They might be trading Brandon cooks too. Like the Rams, my next point, yeah. the Rams are going to be looking real different, you know, this, like this uh, fall, if we have a season, who knows, barring all that. I, I think that they're they're suddenly a very desirable landing spot in terms of like your favorite third round running back or whatever. The Rams are obviously also making a lot of room financially. They've had to because they've spent a lot over the past few years. I mean, Clay Matthews was released recently, so that moves a little bit of m- money around. So well, you're right in that it will be a completely different team. I am thinking more and more about Todd Gurley going to Tampa Bay now, though. now that you put it out there because I, I do feel like you know, you said, and I think you're right, like what players, the the, the LeBron effect, like what players want to go, know it, noting that Tom is not at the peak of his career, but towards the end of it. And Todd Gurley, despite being 25, understanding very clearly now, I would imagine, his worth and the window of yeah. his career might be willing to take a pay cut if it means, you know, being the lead back on a team with Tom Brady in a high octane offense full of skill position weapons. And they have they have a decent amount of cap room obviously before they put Brady on the books. They were up there in terms of top 8 in the league. So there's there's plenty there's plenty like that. I, I thought that even if they landed Brady or not the the next guy we're going to talk about Melvin Gordon would have been that would be a good landing spot for him, but do you want to take which one of these two guys do you want to take on a prove it deal? I think either one of them would be a nice grab for Tampa Bay just to to see what just to see what they have. The problem, like with Gurley, like he, I don't think he looked like just total dust last year. You know, there were times when they switched to more of a power blocking approach that he looked like he still had it. I think there's a chance. Like I said, I think there's a, a chance that there's a good like second act, second arc to his career here. I don't think he's going to look anything like the first one, obviously, but there's a chance that he could still be a pretty good starting running back in the league. Melvin Gordon, the other running back. So he has also been linked to Miami uh, where Jordan Howard now is ostensibly will play football and Todd Gurley potentially has interest in moving to. He's also been linked to Buffalo which Ugh. is a, yeah, like the devil's dead singletary truthers are not pleased about that at all. Yeah. This was supposed to be the moment that that happened. You know, I've been saying that the bills are a team to, you know, go pretty hard at this off season, spend some money, you know, make some big additions. They obviously did that with Stefan Diggs talking about last podcast. Don't do it at the running back position. Come on. Right. <laughs> like you've already got a good explosive guy there. Like this would have been a perfect place to add a mid-level veteran like a Jordan Howard. Like Jordan Howard. Yeah. Right. We don't need And to Jordan Howard's already Melvin used Gordon. to the cold. It makes sense. Right? Total grinder. Maybe here's what, here's what we need to do. AFC's teams, put your differences aside. Realize the fact that you've got a window here with the Patriots. I don't know. They've got like 15 players on their roster. They're, maybe they're just tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Maybe maybe they're going all in on, on 2021. Correct this mistake. Let Melvin Gordon go to Miami and send Jordan Howard up to Buffalo. We'll we'll figure it all out later. Don't don't mess with this thing too bad here. I will co-sign on that 100%. I like that idea. So we'll we'll keep you posted as will I should mention Charles Robinson and Therese Paler who lead the Yahoo NFL podcast. Definitely check that out. They did an awesome emergency free agency pod on yesterday, which would be Wednesday for all of you listening today, which is Friday. 
<laughs> it all is coming together anyway. Yeah, we're um, all in. We're all. Who inside. the hell knows what day um, it is? I know they, they're they're running together. Also, Char- Charles Robinson did write a really interesting piece about Tom Brady and Antonio Brown and their link. So check that out on the website as well. We're going to do a quick lightning round of news that has happened now. Um, I imagine this wave is going to continue next week. Like it started super strong with Bill O'Brien just sort of making everybody <laughs> record scratch. And and now it's like trickled, but there should be most of the big skill position names have been moved around. But I am expecting another wave, like when we find out where Todd Gurley officially lands, where Melvin Gordon officially lands. I mean, we still waiting on Brashad Perryman and Robbie Anderson, and those guys really move the needle abs. So we'll keep all of you posted on that. Joe Flacco. Oh, my gosh, it's too bad, Brett isn't doing the pod today because uh isn't producing the pod today because he's our resident Broncos fan it's probably a very happy day for him since Joe Flacco has been released by the team where he's an unsigned free agent right now the Broncos listed an uncleared medical I believe as the reason that they will not be bringing him back in 2020 what what a shame (laughs) I mean are you guys are you just trying to like quell your excitement for Drew Lock fever uh, always, I'm always trying to to, to quell that excitement. Um, until they sign, James, I mean, he needs to. Until they sign James Winston, until they sign James Winston, it'll be all fun and games. There is no way John Elway <laughs> will sign James Winston. There, I mean, I now I'm here for it. Like, yes, please. If there was an NFL Big Brother show, which we could create right now, I mean, there's lots of opportunity for new content. content. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see John Elway and Jameis Winston trapped in the Big Brother house together. Yeah, there's our virtual happy hour. Jameis Winston, John Elway, and Drew Locke. They're like. Hey, uh, Jameis, what what other raps do you know? I know how to do some raps that the the videos have been on the Twitter. If you haven't seen it, you're the worst. <laughs> the worst. He's a, he's a gem. I'm sure. Uh, Keith Keith Kirkwood is uh, a wide receiver who's been signed to a one year contract by the Carolina Panthers. Get excited. Good good for them. Uh, <laughs> that's that's lovely. Uh, what 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 about uh what about James Joe Schobert? Oh, which one? What What about Joe Schobert? The GOAT? I don't know. Well, the ja- the Jaguars have signed him, and now they're moving Miles Jack to the outside to outside linebacker. They got a lot of money wrapped happened. up in linebackers there while they're eating Nick Foles' salary. <laughs> well, they've also let Calais Campbell go. Calais Campbell's now in Baltimore, brother of our colleague Jared Campbell. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, any any thoughts here, Matt? I'm just trying to throw stuff out. This is how mean, we have a conversation. <laughs> I mean, it's good for. I mean, the Ravens uh, keep on doing what they do, man. Fifth round pick for Calais Campbell. Give me a break. Like Calais can still play. That's for sure. Like he had a pretty good 100%. year last year. So I think Jacksonville is going to be a really funny offense. Like we didn't really talk, like flesh out the part oh, that like yeah. Gardner Minshew is like probably for sure they're starting quarterback now, and like I think Minshew showed enough to be excited about as a very cheap option for a team that is obviously in a rebuilding phase they put a second round tender on our guy keelan cole liz <laughs> did you see that this is this our, is our guy how our, dare you our guy keelan cole i mean that's how uh, dare you how many times have we talked about that catch he had over uh over eric Rowe, week <laughs> two of 2018 like that thing that i can barely <laughs> believe happened but uh, DJ Chark probably could, I think he could end up being like a value pick at wide receiver and Jacksonville definitely, again, they seem like they're in a rebuilding phase, but 
When are they not? Are, but when are, you know, number one, when are they not? Well, they're always re, they're always rebuilding. They're just never actually building to anything. They're still like, you know, Dave Caldwell's still there. Your boy uh, Doug Marone is still there. Like these guys all like need to win. You know, it's just it's, How, wait, wait, wait. How did Keelan Cole become our boy and Doug Marone is, Mar- is suddenly my boy? You were like this close to being a Jags fan last year. What are you talking about? Oh, that's true. <laughs> That's but true. then I guess that's but true. They the did. They, yeah, they did your boy flip wrong. Uh, who is like the the best offensive mind in the NFL? <laughs> despite every every team can't wait to get, get him the out of town. And now, guess what? He's with the Bears as not even the OC, but the damn QBs coach for 2020. And then I'll be looking for jobs with all of them in 2021. You know what? <laughs> Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. I got 2020 vision. I don't know. You want to talk about Darius Slay? He's uh, now he left the Lions in exchange for uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Lions get a 2020 third and fourth round pick for him. I I think this is an interesting move uh, because we know that the cornerbacks have been a very shallow position in Philadelphia. It's been amazing every, you know, anytime uh, a wide receiver was up again, against one of those corners. You knew you were going to have a pretty good day in fantasy. Yeah. You could target that as your wide receiver three in, in terms of matchup. And Darius Slay ha- certainly had his issues with Matt Patricia in in Detroit. And we talked about the Lions and the, uh, the dysfunction rankings that we did. So now it looks like Matt Patricia is installing his C-word culture in uh, the locker room for a second time, second season. Great mention there, by the way, because I think Slay was number one. He was he is well, as soon as they signed Desmond Trufant last night, the Detroit Lions. He quote tweeted the signing said, "Good good news. Hope it doesn't affect my trade value." Like he's <laughs> he was he was pulling a like a full step on Diggs trying to live tweet his escape from this awful situation he was in in Detroit. And then apparently today, which great trade for the Eagles, of course, like this guy, they had to pay him money afterwards, too, which apparently like the the reports were this is what it was about for the Lions. They liked Slay. They just didn't want to pay him, you know, number like he's the highest paid corner in the NFL, apparently. But the respect did not go both ways, because as soon as he's out of town, Darius Slay, I think he said on Detroit radio, no, I didn't even have respect for Matt Patricia before the Quandre Diggs trade. That was just like the last straw that broke the camel's back so yeah your boy matt patricia out there detroit there uh there's it's not going so well i don't think that that coaching staff is is long for this uh this world well i mean hey they re the, the lions re-signed mike ford so what are we worried about the lions have a sent like how can if you're a lions fan how can you possibly feel and probably the answer is no one does but how can you possibly like feel good about this team like matt patricia's a, a, a joke they just sent their best defensive player, perhaps packing for a couple of picks, whatever, not even like a first round pick. And like everybody's taking shots at Patricia on their way out the door, but don't worry because you've got a bunch of like cast off Patriots who haven't been, who are not even good. Like uh, what is going, like what is going on? You're right. Danny Amendola and, and the other awesome offense, a defensive player, you decided you couldn't handle him squawking in the locker room. And so he went to Seattle, what, towards the, right before Halloween, right? Right before the trade deadline. Yep. In the middle of last year. I think that we're still waiting to see where Jadavian Clowney lands. I think he's looking for 20 million. So that Looks like he's not going to get it. No, he's not. And Josh Gordon is, has reported that he expects to play. 
and is wanting to play in 2020, which is interesting given the um, new new rules about drug testing. Yep. Great. Do we just leave, leave it there? I, okay. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say about I, Josh Gordon. Yeah. Like, to run the same, like, just run it back every year, you know? Yes, and it is a little bit different because if the thing that has prevented him from being on the field is no longer an obstacle in print, at least, then more people will be interested in acquiring him in fantasy, though I believe you and I will probably continue to keep our distance. I would I would say so. And I don't even know that Josh Gordon, like, wants to be you know, involved. I mean, he wants to play football, right? The, but he, the, I, he's probably still looking to not be – like, I don't think he's suddenly like, oh, now I can smoke weed and play football. I'm just going to smoke weed all the time, you know, because he's talked about what it's like – like what a debilitating problem it is for him generally so also but here's the here's the real thing like from a football perspective he was like not a good player in new england or seattle last year really wasn't an asset all the way through so um i i don't just don't even know what his career looks like at this point well we will continue to keep locked on any news in the meantime continue to follow us on social at yahoo fantasy check out the yahoo nfl podcast i mentioned earlier on apple and spotify i'm at liz loza underscore ff that is at matt Harmon underscore br byb we are making beyond burgers crafting cocktails taking dogs for walks and homeschooling children and then also delivering hashtag nfl content to you thanks for listening 